Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Flames Fancast. It's Thursday evening just after the Minnesota game. The Flames have one game left to round out their 82-game season against the Winnipeg Jets on the road. And then it's the playoffs. Pretty, right. Pretty darn exciting, that's All for sure. Right. Listen, I think we start off by saying what a hell of a season this has been. Yeah. Um, Are you going to thank the fans for listening? No, nobody, <laughs> Nobody ever... Thank you, fans. I'm sorry, I forgot. I remember that last <laughs> yeah, show. It did. But now I'm reminding you. Yeah. So do it. Be a man. As always, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it so much, and honestly, can't wait for the playoffs and to hear what you guys think and have the feedback and chat with everybody and you know just see the flames light this city on fire, metaphorically, of course. Red Miles back. Could be back. What a hell of a season. Yeah, I mean... Pacific Division champions. I nailed it for, since the first episode of this season. <laughs> I said the Flames were going to fucking crush it, become Div- uh, Pacific Division champs. Johnny, Lindholm, Kachuk, each are going to have 40-plus goals. Listen, I fucking nailed it. Before we get into it and look at the games and the playoffs, and I just want to look back at the 82 games as a whole and say... What was a highlight for you? Oof. That's a tough one. There's been a lot of good good highlights. I think that Edmonton game was certainly a highlight. The nine, whatever, four or five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a definitely a highlight. Um, I think the other highlight for me was... Let me think about that. I mean, I, I, seeing Markstrom come, become the the goalie that we all hoped and wished for. Vesna candidate. Yeah. I, I was very happy with that. And then I think some, and an honorable mention for me is guys like Shillington breaking through and like really making Monge. a name for himself. Monge, even Dubé has been kind of keep picking up lately, but we're talking about the whole season, but yeah, Manji was awesome. So yeah, I think all in all, that would be mine. How about you? It's hard. You know, I, I look at that question I wrote down and I don't have a definitive answer. I have more more moments, more memories than just specific highlights. But yeah, definitely that Edmonton game. Yeah. Um, basically, every day, turning on the TV, watching the Flames surpass expectations night in, night out. And watching a string, you know, three, four, five wins together in a row on a consistent basis. And watching us bounce back from adversity. That... Uh, you know, one rough patch we had in the season, we dealt with that well. Yeah. And for me, that was the highlight coming out of that and responding and our resilience. And what, our, do, you, what do you think was Our resilience and our, capi- our uh, capacity to, to bounce back, to, to look at losses and look at a losing streak and say, we can turn this around, and we did. What do you think was the, the main uh, reason of, like, why that Turner, like, we handled that rut really well, but what do you think were the main points from that? Like, what, I th- what did we do? The, the takeaways, to get out I of think that? that, you know, I really think that the Flames bought into Sutter's message. And I think Sutter is an exceptional hockey coach. I think that he is really, really good. I think that what he reveals to the public and to the media is just the tip of the iceberg of what he does. I, I cannot, you know, I cannot give enough credit to hiring back Daryl Sutter and 
at the time I thought, well, this is a crazy move and everybody did, but you know, they trusted themselves and they trusted what they did. And I look at that and every decision the flames have made in hindsight has been strong this season. And I can't complain, you know, Treliving had his last throw of the dice this season, in my opinion. And it's, it's really, it's come up trumps for him. So I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think like, not only is Sutter an excellent coach, I think he's also an excellent manager of people. I, I look, like, you know, I look at, I think you're, sorry to no, cut across you. No, it's fine. Just cut me off. <laughs> just on a roll of making a point. You know, we talk about players like Kachuk, and I think Sutter didn't change Kachuk's game. He alters Kachuk's game, and he's had the most uh, underrated, under-the-radar 100-point season in the NHL that I've ever known. Who knows that Matthew Kachuk has 100 points other than Flames fans? And what a player. Yeah. And he, ha- he still has that edge to him, that agitation, but now he's had a 100-point season to back it up. Absolutely. That is exactly what I wanted from Matthew Kachuk, and that's what Daryl Sutter got for us. And the, the maturity that you see in this team now and the camaraderie and the chemistry... I've heard a lot of other teams talk fondly about us and how well we've done and how hard we are to play against. And I think that, that a lot of that credit goes to Daryl Sutter. I think the the talent was in the players before. It just wasn't being unlocked. And Sutter has found that key to make everyone play as they can. feels like Sutter embraces the players rather than trying to change them often and or micromanage them in a way. I think there's a Bruce, Bruce Lee uh, mantra. Uh, I, like, I don't know the exact quote, but essentially what it was saying is when you're fighting, instead of blocking the punch, you take the punch's momentum and then you would swing the guy, basically, right? He would embrace the momentum of his attacker. I feel like Sutter kind of takes that approach where it's like your knee-jerk reaction is, no, 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 push back on these players, push back. No, Kachuk, stop fucking doing that. No, Johnny, like, you cannot, like, he's saying... He's taking those skill sets and he's saying, embrace it. I'm going to embrace it, but you have to play ball with me as well. I think that's what is the biggest differentiator, aside from him winning a couple cups, the biggest differentiator between Sutter and our past three, four coaches has been, it feels like all those coaches fall into the same trap of like trying to fight the players at one point. I don't think he, he doesn't need to fight them. He's going to be like, I want two cups. So fuck you either buy in. And I'll embrace your I, skill. I, I think that was the message. Yeah. Sutter's here for a long time. Yeah, so... Don't ruin your careers wait, yeah. over this. He'll wait you out, because he can. This is a storied coach, a celebrated coach, a, a caliber coach. Absolutely. Buy-in. Absolutely. Time to turn this around. And, you know, I kind of compare us to other, other underachieving franchises. Winnipeg, perennially underachieving. A great squad. They just suck. <laughs> and you know, I look at us and say we're not satisfied with that because we knew we had a good team. Well, some of us didn't in the preseason episodes, <laughs> but we we demanded excellence, and, yeah. and another season of failure failure was unacceptable. And that so, a season full of highlights, really, and just a great a great year to be a Flames fan. I hope it only gets better, but yeah, what a season. absolutely, absolutely. If you had to pick. Who's your top performer? Johnny. Johnny. It's close I, for me. It's close. It's close. I'm not, I, I'm saying Johnny quickly only because 
he really was amazing this year. I'm just, I realize that we have a lot of good players this year. Like, yeah. and a, a lot of these players had a very influential hand to where we are right now too. Johnny's not the only guy. And Johnny even said verbatim, it takes teamwork for him to get to the points and the goals that he has, right? It takes a team. So, but I mean, Johnny stands out for me. For me, it's, I give it to Johnny, but it's Markstrom is real close. Yeah. What a season he's had. Vesna caliber season. Unreal. Is he going to get the Vesna? Hard to say. I hope. Nine shutouts. Yeah. But what's his face on the Rangers? Definitely made a run at the end there. Just jerking. He's, yeah. uh, I mean, he's something else he's too. Good. Yeah, he's good. We'll see. I, I mean, if he's a goalie for New York, a goalie for Calgary. Well, yeah, you get the Eastern bias because most of the reporters are out there, right? You got to pick one underachiever. Oh, who, who, really, who really pooped the bed this year? I don't think anyone pooped the bed. Monaghan. Monaghan is definitely number one for me. Backlund is there. Monaghan's not my number one. Monaghan's mine. Salamaki's mine. Oof, okay. That That's was a good just, one. That w- an opportunity. It's a, it's a low-hanging Failed to for... grasp. Yeah, he, he took a choice. You remember those, like, books? It was like, choose your own adventure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He chose the one that you died. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't flip the page. Yeah, back he didn't pay, no, fix He's it. like, yeah. nope. Uh, but, go back to page 19. No, yeah, fuck yeah. you. No, I'm going he, to Finland to do an interview. Val Mackie did the choose your own adventure, Daryl Sutter version, and he fucked up. And like, and in fairness, Sutter did bring him up, what, for a couple more? Yeah. But even then. Just attitude. Yeah. He didn't play, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but he didn't play like a guy that was desperately trying to get back in the team, desperately trying to, like, basically avenge what he did. Like, make amends with the team, Sutter. He looked almost as uninterested as I've, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen him that uninterested before. He just wasn't into it. So he's probably going to be trade fodder at this point, as long as Sutter's around, because yeah. I think, I think those, those two have written each other off. And how do you break, how do you break this lineup with six defenders that are well, playing quite well? Well, you break it because well? we uh, can't resign Zadorov. <clears throat> no, I know, but like. that money. Okay, but and you got you it got depends your, on you who you resign. Top four who are staying, yeah. You got to resign Gabranson as well. Yeah, I mean those guys are coming back on league minimum. I don't know, but yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. But then there's gonna be other guys that you can sign too. It's not like there's other guys who will play for league minimum and they'll play yeah. hard. And and the role in that third pairing is not Valimaki's role. That role in our be. third pairing is apparently killing a power play in overtime <laughs> <laughs> against Minnesota, who are playing four forwards. I, I know what he was doing there. It, it was pure physics play. They're all just big bodies. Just, <laughs> you saw they apply. Because a four-on-threes is just, just as effective as a five-on-three, in my opinion. Because when you have three defenders on or three players against four, the three players are, are always like a crazy handcuff versus having four. Right, it always feels like four on threes, five on threes. They just you never can get the puck. You can't make that square. No. You got to make a triangle. You got to you know? make a triangle, and that makes it even Everyone harder. Everyone wants squares over triangles. Absolutely. <laughs> Any other takeaways from the Minnesota game tonight? We didn't really get too much into it, but it was it was an even game. One team had some a lot more to play for than the other team, and I'm saying Minnesota's trying to get home ice advantage. 
So the points were obviously more valuable for them. I think overall, it wasn't like any team was better than the other. It just seemed like it was giveaways and stupid penalties that defined the game. I agree. And I didn't like, I really didn't like Anderson's thing at the end there. You didn't, you're lying. You, you, you didn't push the puck. You can read his lips. He's like, I pushed it, I pushed it. You covered it. it. You saw in the replay. Like, all I ask in life this 10 seconds is that Anderson doesn't do that in the playoffs because that is a fucking stupid penalty to take in the playoffs. Just has those mental lapses that cost the team, and this one That's cost a, us. And those are you should always assume that fairness, it's going to be a goal again. This is a good game to learn this lesson. Absolutely, it doesn't feel good right now, but I just hope it you know, resonates in his head. Go play I'm, Winnipeg, get a win. Sure, but I'm I'm confident in the sense that Sutter is probably sitting him down, and being like, "So that was dumb. Should we watch a YouTube replay of that nineteen thousand times so that you understand what you did was stupid, and you lied to the ref after twice." Like, Anderson is so much better than that. And then he, you were saying this too, he has a tendency to do things like that. Yeah. These bonehead, like, you're such a smart guy, you're a talented player, one of our best defenders, and you just do dumb shit. Like, stop You know what? I just, I watched him too. Just accept responsibility. Yeah, you fucked up. I I hate players who don't do that. And afterwards, yeah, I... Just watching him skate off, he kind of skates off like, well, I, I shouldn't have been called for that. Should yeah. Have been like, shit, yeah. boys, I'm really sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah, it should just be a head down to the box and be like, I fucked up. And you just pray to Jeebus. Again, you... had a great season, but yeah, there yeah. are these little traits that. It drives me crazy, man. Make players incomplete. And I think if you can really shave off those mental failings earlier on in a player's career, they're going to do a lot better, but they're still here with him. And you know what? It brings me back to that time when he took that puck when we were playing yeah, Ottawa. Like, Just stupid fuck, shit like, like that. Because like, it was one of those, it was like his first goal yeah. in the NHL. Like, come on. And he's man. like, oh, I don't have it. I mean, you, you have it, yeah, man. Yeah, you know exactly what you, you did. You're on TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> It's like dealing with children. Yeah. It's like, I, I, it's in your hand how, right now. How did that get in my hand? How did this get in my glove? But yeah. You're right. I mean, it was a, it was a decent game to watch. We, our first line is amazing. And I just hope they need to carry that through to the playoffs. But I don't want to get into that just yet. We'll get into that later. Johnny, just that, that last chance, like 10 seconds ago. Just yeah. so not oh, Johnny. Oh, yeah, the bounce over the <laughs> just stick. So yeah. Not Johnny. He it just kind of looked at it and you could see yeah. he was angry, but he didn't want to react because it didn't really matter. He, he had that and he had that momentum going backwards, right? So it's a bit awkward when you're trying to push your stick forward as you're moving just, back. Like it just. The hockey gods wasn't, conspired. Wasn't meant to, wasn't meant to like, be. No, no 41 for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It's okay. Listen, we beat the Preds 5 4 in OT and then. Couple days earlier, we'd lost to them in the shootout. Both games, which were pretty insignificant to us, but against the Preds, we can come out and play like that. I was impressed. And, and see the Preds game. If it, if that nine four or nine five game wasn't against Edmonton, I would say that Preds game was the best game of the year, hands down. Really? Oh yeah, it was that good. Which one? The one we won five four. The last pre- like I, where Lucic fucking plastered. I don't think it was that. Good. It was. It was fucking great. It had goals. It had hits. It had fights. 
It had a playoff atmosphere. The crowd was fucking crazy into it. It was back and forth. I guess for like the total game package, but I don't think it was the best we played all year. No, I think it was the most entertaining. Like when you said my top moments, that was that game was probably a moments game. Yeah, a huge one. I understand what you mean. But Lucic even said in his post in the uh, press conference after the game, he was like, "That was a top five game in my whole career." Like that says a lot. And I I want to dissect this just a little bit. Maddie and Lucic were in that press conference saying things like the team needed this, the team needed this, the team needed this. And I'm thinking in my head and I'm listening, to, I'm watching this video. And I'm going, are they needing this because they feel like things were kind of cruise control since they kind of clinched everything? They needed this because, hey, this is the fucking kind of intensity we need for the playoffs. So we're gr- like, we're ending the season with intensity. This is what we missed last couple times we made the playoffs. We went in flat. Right? This is like, it's like firing you up. It's like getting you ready. That's how I took it. I agree. I mean, the 4-2 win over the Stars, and especially the 6-3 win over the Canucks before that, that Canucks game was a cruise control game and everything seemed to be going in. Yeah. It was almost like too easy for yeah. us. We lose the lead and then bang, bang, couple of goals from yeah. Richie scores with his left cheekbone kind of thing. Yeah, and, exactly. Okay. Enough puck luck. Save some for the playoffs, right? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, and it's good that we're aware of that. And I think that's been coached into us this season that there is no game in the NHL that you can play at 75%. Yeah. And there's no moment where you can cruise. And for us, since we've had the division locked up relatively early, uh, I think combating that own you know, mental lackadaisicalness on our end mm-hmm. has been impressive. And it, it wouldn't be a characteristic I would associate with Flames teams of the last five years. That's for This is That's certainly sure. different. And to give credit where credit's due, Rick and I were actually talking about that. He was the one that brought up the, the press conference. And I had watched it before he brought it up. And he was like, you know, so this is kind of like, this is a little bit different. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So I was quasi-Rick here. Nice. Like Rick and Spirit. Listen, we also thumped the Coyotes 9-1. And we beat the Hawks 5-2. Kind of some cruise control games in there. Completely. So, Especially the 9-1. We're just getting things done that we should get done at this point in the season. But nobody seemed too excited about it. But Yeah, yeah but the then the Nashville game was exciting. Arizona right? is just an embarrassment to hockey. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, that could be... I'm assuming that this is going to come up in the agenda here, but I'm assuming that's probably our, going to, uh, our matchup. Preds? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. But do you, you want to address anything about the Winnipeg game tomorrow? NHL I mean, season, for all intents and purposes, and tomorrow there's that jets Kraken game. But Yeah, stay healthy. Don't play be, hard. Yeah, play hard, stay healthy, don't be a fucking idiot. I mean, it would be great to end the season off with a win, like a strong win. Um, something that gives you that confidence. Uh, otherwise, I mean, just don't be stupid, right? Really. Last thing you need is a dumbass suspension or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and things get heat. Like, these guys are all competitive guys. Like, you know, if some other player on the other team fucking pisses you off enough, like, everyone's got a breaking point. So just don't be stupid. That's what I would say. Don't put your hand over the puck and cover don't it. Don't put your hand over the puck and cover In it. In overtime? Fuck, dude. Like. I know it seems so obvious now in, in hindsight, but it's like, dude, you got to know that live as a professional hockey player. 
you just know that that's not a good idea. If it's the Stanley Cup final and you're barely up one goal and like it's just been constant pressure, five seconds left in the game, yeah, do it all day. Yeah. <laughs> do it all day. Because that five seconds, you take that chance that five seconds because you think you're going to get scored on before that, fine. Game seven, fine. You're up one goal, fine. Five seconds left, great. Do it. That is literally the only circumstance I can think of where you should do that. Not in a fucking game like this. Dude. And now you're giving Minnesota the opportunity to go home ice advantage. Like, uh, that's against St. Louis, though. I know, but... Might be against us. I, they're really close. Well, I mean... I we, mean, if we get to the, through to the finals and it's a Minnesota or St. Louis team, it, it's going to be close, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that, actually. Check it out. Get the computer out. Listen, we get have the pewter two out. potential matchups. We can either play the Stars or the Preds. I believe you're on record saying you'd rather play the Preds, me, the Stars. You sticking with that? Yeah. Especially after the, that Preds game. I think we mindfucked them, man. If we get drawn with the Preds, I think the turning point in that series already happened the other day. Okay, so key players for the Preds. Roman Yossi, 93 points. Roman Yossi's huge. Duchesne, 84. Forsberg, 82. Johansson, 61. Granlund, 61. And UC Saros, who, whose status is currently up in the air due to injury. And then, of course, big save Dave as backup. Yeah. Um, I mean, on, on paper, I think we, we can take these guys. If... if I, our, our playoff season is going to depend on how well Lindholm, Kachuk, and Johnny play, in my opinion. And if we can be, if those guys can play like they have in the regular season in the playoffs, watch out. Yeah, I, the onus is definitely on them. They got to they gotta perform hands down. But the secondary, every, all the supporting staff has to do their part as well, right? They, the supporting staff is... There's the intangibles, right? Where they, they either can be this like physical presence that doesn't allow Johnny and Lindholm to get smoked, right? Um, like, cause okay, look, I keep harping on this, but it's true. When we made the last playoffs, or sorry, when we last played Colorado, not the last playoffs, cause that was the COVID playoffs. When we played Colorado, I don't know if you remember, but Johnny got hit after game, like in game one. After that. He was invisible. Yeah. And it's because there's just no one there, right? These little things are now going to start adding up. Now you got guys like Toffoli, one a cup. Lucic, one a cup. Sutter, two cups. So you have, uh, you have that experience. Lewis, I mean, you have that experience. Don't forget now, Lewis. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't ignore it, right? Any of these guys that have that cup experience are going to be, there's a nice mesh of players. That's what I'm getting at. So, and we're looking at the standings right now. Minnesota's got 111 points. Calgary yeah. has 111 points. We haven't so. beat on tiebreaker if we play Minnesota, but right. Uh, who knows if it comes down to that? Listen, why is it that you want to play the Preds? What is it about that matchup that seems favorable to you? It just seems like every time we play the pet Preds, it's it's entertaining. But I always feel like we have the edge. I think we're a deeper team. I think from an absolute perspective, we have better players. The only kicker was Saros. And if he's injured, then you definitely pick them all day. Because yeah. Riddick, 
has turned I, as much as I love the guy, he has turned into a total sieve. Yeah, I don't what save percentage point eight eight three. It's it's garbage. I don't know. Like this guy has kind of lost all his confidence since he left Calgary, and he's he's been on two teams since. He was on Toronto. Now he's on Nashville. Right? I forgot he went to Toronto. Right. So and he was clearly not impactful at Toronto because they were totally okay with getting getting rid of him. So I I'm a bit. I feel bad for the guy, but it is, I mean, that's the life of a professional hockey player, so you got to live with it. But that's why I would pick him. Dallas, again, there's really no data to back this, but I always feel like every time I feel like I watch Dallas play the Flames, it feels like they just have our fucking number and they beat us. And we have a terrible record against them. Dallas just suck. Yeah, but for whatever reason, they seem to do well against us. I hope we play Dallas because they suck. Well, give me your reasons outside of they suck. They suck. Okay. They just have a bunch of washed up has-beens. Sagan has 48 points this season. How many games? Uh, basically all of them. <laughs> basically all of them. Jordy Ben, 46 points. Their best player is Joel Pavelski, 81 points. He's a player. He plays hard. Point per game player? No real goalie. <laughs> a new guy, Odinger. He, he's all right. But, I mean, we put the pressure on. He's no sorrow. We roll. We get some depth. This is over in, this is over in five, if not four. That's a big take. You know what? If things just go. You're on record. If things just go well for us, as in we play like we played in the regular season, it's over in five. Against Dallas. We're too much for Dallas. I don't know. If yeah. Johnny Goudreau gets hit 17 seconds into the first period and. Goes in. There's no Nathan McKinnon to haunt us against either of these teams. Philip Forsberg is the most dangerous forward I'm looking at here. And He's good, though. Right, not as good as McKinnon. No. Not uh, as good as Johnny. Not, not many players are as good as McKinnon. No. <laughs> just saying. Uh, Dallas, okay. Dallas I mean, just, Dallas, you know, defensively, like, Klingberg, I, I don't even know. Like, I can't even name who's on defense for them. Whatever, right? <laughs> whatever. Yo, whatever. But yeah. I just would rather play Dallas. And yeah. honestly, if Saros is injured for Nashville, I don't really care. But the Nashville roster scares me more. I mean, Yossi's going to be playing 38 minutes a game. Yeah, Yossi's just, he's a beast. And they're going to be playing their top lines. And <sighs> I just like our top line matchup against Dallas better. Dallas just kind of looks like a team that seems more thankful to be there. Nashville was more, uh, they, we should be doing better than we have kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's Kind of like a Vegas snuck in. That's good We point. should be doing better than we have done. Oh, we're actually better than this. Dallas is just like, mm, mm, oh, we, yeah. we fumbled our way into the second wildcard spot, and anything after that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a good point. I, that's just how I feel about it. No, I, I but, think, well, I mean, either way. Like I said, if if it it's a good matchup either way. Calgary in five. If it's the Preds, Calgary in six. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna stay away from making these Just be predictions. A man no, for once no, in your you life. be a man. We're, the rest of this agenda is predictions. That is the next word. I thought you were gonna say the rest of this agenda was about how to be a man. No, it's too late. I for don't, you. I, buddy. I don't <laughs> need to be a man. I give lessons on being a man. Okay, I don't. I teach. I just, it's a podcast. I ask you for what you think. You don't get to say no. 
I don't want to look back at this fucking episode and be like, why the we were so arrogant. This is what we're not arrogant. We gave our reasons. We gave our rationale. I we think, weren't arrogant at the beginning of the season. We weren't like the Flames are going to win the cup. We're like we suck. We I, should. I tank. think it'll be it'll be six games for either series. Thank you. Okay. Fuck you. Thank you. Good. I like it. Six games is a safe guess. <laughs> I played it safe when, there. When you don't know what to pick, you pick six. <laughs> well, you don't want to pick seven because I don't think it would go to seven. <laughs> I don't think it'll go to seven against Dallas. No, I don't think it'll go to seven against either but, team. But I think, it, I, I think it could go to seven against Nashville. Could be. It's Soros would have to play no. a hell of I'm a fucking game. I'm saying five over six for both. You pick five on both then? Then be a man and I'm pick going, five. I'm going, I did. I picked five for the Stars, six for the Preds. But yeah, if I had to pick, if it's not six, I pick five rather than seven against the Preds. I don't think it's going to seven. What I think, you know, I think we're going to go out. Here's another hot take I'm going to have. We are going to <laughs> absolutely throttle them game one, whoever we play. It's going to be like 5-1 or something like that. That's my guess. Playoff hockey out of the gate. We're for real. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Just being ridiculous. Going out there. I mean, first game's Tuesday, right? Is it Tuesday? I think so. So, yeah. And then is it back-to-back? Is it Tuesday, Wednesday? No. It... I heard there were some back-to-backs. I might really? be wrong. But Fuck. I could be wrong. But uh, That'd be brutal. Yeah, because, yeah, Tuesday is what? May... May 3rd or 2nd? Uh, 2nd? Yeah, something like that. Um... Today's the 20, 28th. <laughs> okay. No, May 1st is Sunday. Yeah, it's May yeah, 3rd. May 3rd, yeah. Yeah. It's so not May the 4th. May the 4th. But it could have been cool to have our first game we May the 4th. We might have a game on May the 4th. We might. And it'll be with us. <laughs> the force is with me. I'm ah, with we're such fucking gigantic nerds. Okay. What's next on that be a man well, list it was here? Just did you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it now. You've kind of worried me about it, so I'm, I'm going to. Fo- I was just talking about who goes all the way, and who. who well, we could talk about that. Well, who do you think wins a cup this year? Oof. Obviously, Hearts says Flames, right? <laughs> but the brain is saying it's hard for me to see who the fuck is going to stop Florida. I think Colorado's going to win. I, I see. I think Florida's got the edge on them. I really do. Florida's good, but Colorado's really. I just good. feel like Florida's deeper, man. They just Florida has. Listen, those Eastern teams. You could end up playing. You if you're Florida, you play who? Boston. Yeah. No. Playing, Washington or Boston? You're you play playing Washington, Washington or I Boston. Think. You're playing, you're playing Washington. Then you play the winner of Tampa, Toronto. Then you're probably playing Carolina or New York or Pittsburgh. Then you play uh, Calgary, Carolina, not Calgary or Colorado or whoever, St. Louis, yeah. Minnesota. Right. I'm not, not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but but man, I, that's a hard road. And lots of things could go wrong. And if I mean, Ekblad's questionable... Carolina's no slouch. Carolina, I mean, Anderson's questionable. New York's no slouch. New York's, I mean, the East is just fucking ridiculous this year. Like, <laughs> like Carolina, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Florida, See, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston. you look Boston, at these teams like Tampa Bay, New Washington. York. Washington. 
a Shesterkin or a Vasilevsky stand on their head. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. You know, who's the best goalie in the West? For me, Markstrom, hands Markstrom, down. Markstrom, for sure. But then and in the East, there's like three guys. Not my problem until the cup final. Right. But the deepest teams will always do well by the time the finals roll around. Oh, yeah, I agree. That's, that's why Florida, for me, is... It's just that road is so tough, and it could go any sure. way. That's just... It, to me, that Eastern Conference is just a roll of the dice. Yeah, but man. they're just like the other angles that they're going to beat each other up so much. They're also fucking good over there. So by the time they hit the finals, they're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now they got to play a couple grinder West teams. Lucic hulking around out there. <laughs> Boom. Smashing fucking Bennett. You know what? If we can, if we can donkey punch our way into the final. <laughs> oh, anything could happen, right? <laughs> Anything can happen. Like, God, that would be great. Just once in my lifetime. That's all I want. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this East. It's just, it's insane. I, I don't think I've ever seen the East this strong before. Like, every team, <laughs> every team is over 100 points and like by a lot. Like, <laughs> Florida's 122 points, Toronto 113, Carolina 116. Rangers 108, yeah. Tampa 108, and Tampa was, like, having issues. Well, the Eastern Conference, every time they played one of those teams that's not in the playoffs, they just kicked the shit out uh, of them. Yeah, it's, it's insane, man. And then, yeah, to your point, like, a couple episodes ago, that drop between the last wildcard spot and the next team is fucking 16 points. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's, all, it's big. It's huge, man. And then it drops off even more after that, right? 81 Islanders are 83. 81 or 84 and then Columbus 81 and then 73. Yeah. Like it's insane. And those teams aren't even close. No, like they just, they get fucking wrecked and the goal difference in the East yeah. is ugly. Like, Some of our stats, Hey, we have the second best goal difference in the league and the second best goals against. So good stats for us going in. Yeah, no, we have good stats for sure. But yeah, we just, but it doesn't matter anymore. If you had to pick three keys to the playoffs for the Flames' success, and we'll round it out with this, because I think we'll try and, do, try and do this a bit more frequently in the playoffs, especially if we go deep. What are three keys to you? Three keys. Goaltending. All right. Goaltending. Goal scoring, obviously. <laughs> I don't even want to include that. I'm just going to leave it out. I'm just going to be edgy. But um, physicality. Okay. For sure. And um, <laughs> intelligence, I guess, but it like just not doing stupid shit, right? So consistency, really, is more what I'm getting at. I would say those three, outside me, of goal scoring, obviously. For me, goaltending number one, mentality number two, and then more specifically, it's just our first line playing like they did in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Our depth play, depth players contributing. I know that's four, but whatever. Well, I mean, I, goal scoring was my key to the first line, right? I think if you can, in the first round, if you can have three out of those four, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and you know, we were talking earlier off air. It doesn't matter how bad Toronto's goalies are. If they can score, they, if they let yeah. in five and they can score seven, it doesn't matter, And, and right? that's, the, that's, the, that's the kicker with the East. It seems like the Eastern teams have the ability to just outscore whenever their goalies shit the bed. I can see Toronto scoring seven goals in one game in the playoffs. Yeah. Because their goalie led in six. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Flames are particularly capable of that. We have maybe 
I can maybe count in one hand how many games we've done that. But listen, if some of these mediocre players we have, like Backlund, like Coleman, like Toffoli, step up. Coleman too, by the way. Playoff guy, like Wanda well, He Cup. needs to be a playoff guy. Well, I but think we also think need we'll John Croak to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been he, like, what happened here? Like, he just feels like he's kind of fell off a cliff. I don't know, but we need, we we need, need him, him to step up. We need him to step up. And I think, I think the here's what we need and here's what we need from each guy speech has been made already. And it'll be made even more clear as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, like less than a week away. It's exciting. Can't, can't wait. wait. And I already said thank you for listening. So anyhow. Is that it? You don't have anything else? That's the best preview I could do. We uh, Being happy with either team that we get, really. and Yeah, and just fucking try to crush it. Rick should be back hopefully next episode. Yeah, and like I said, we'll try and do it more frequently. More, now that the playoffs are here. At us yeah. and, you know, there'll be more. Hopefully we'll see some of our listeners at the game if we can manage to get tickets. But Good luck. I might be able to. Oh! Might be able to. Ex-colleagues. That'd be sweet. Potentially. Don't, don't forget about me. No, I'll bring. <laughs> what else am I going to bring, Ty? Listen. As always, thank you so much for listening. Reach out to us on Twitter or email FlamesFanCast on Twitter. FlamesFanCast at gmail.com on email. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat. We'd love to answer any of your questions that come our way. We are looking forward to the playoffs. Heck of a season. Hopefully we can bring it into the postseason. One more game left. Then we hit the road. No, we don't hit the road. We hit home. Because we'll be playing whatever one of these teams at home. But it'll be great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much. This is episode 77. Have yourselves a good morning, great afternoon, or good night. Bye-bye.